All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, December 7th of 2023 here. Looking ahead, we have a two-game NBA slate later tonight. We have Thursday night football between the Patriots and the Steelers. Should be a very interesting showdown match for tonight. And then we have a 13-game NHL slate. So for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third off, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there is a link in the description below. You also get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that said, I uh, got to let you guys know with NFL back tonight to get signed up for our weekly max challenge. It is a promotion slash giveaway we do during the NFL season here. You get access to weekly rewards, season-long rewards if you've been playing with us for a little bit here. And all you got to do is follow these eligibility requirements down here on the bottom, completely free to enter. Use the green enter the challenge button to get signed up. We have a DraftKings version and an owner's box version. So both of these links are in the description of this video. But with that said, going to get SaberSim pulled up here and then going to start with the questions in the office hours channel as always here. So a uh, quick one right here. So question says, uh, is there any plan in the future to do a parlay simulator? So right now, uh, our main focus is all DFS, is all daily fantasy sports. We were trying to mix in some sports betting products previously here, but what was happening was it was taking our team's attention away from what we do best, which is DFS. Uh, so right now, we are not doing any sports betting products, but that does not mean that they will not come back in the future. All right, next question. Question says, if I upload lineups into a pool and a player ends up in some of those lineups, I absolutely don't want to play. Is there any easy way to trash all the lineups in the pool with that player? Uh, yeah, definitely. So what I would do is build your lineups, right? So say I'm going to build 500 lineups. And what, what you would have to do is take advantage of the um, – filters here so that so that's what we're going to talk about so letting these 500 lineups finish and then as soon as they're finished we'll jump into this demo uh 424 is fine we can just stop them okay so i have my pool of lineups so first thing that you need to do to get rid of all of the lineups from your pool is to change the pool number of lineups to my lineup. So right now my lineup says 20, the pool says 424. So I'm going to change this number to 424. Okay. So now I'm looking at all the lineups. So what I want to do here, say, I just, I really do not want to play Brooke Lopez for whatever reason, right? I would just go, I would hit the plus icon. So I want to look at all lineups in my pool that have Brooke Lopez. And then I would right click on my lineups and then use trash all from my lineups. And then that will get rid of all those lineups with him. When I unfilter here, I'm only going to have the lineups left that did not have him. And that is an easy way to get rid of him. And then now in my 233 lineups remaining, 
I can see that I do not have any lineups with him. So that is a quick and easy way to get rid of all of those lineups at once here. All right. Good question here. Uh, question says, what is flagship MME? That's a great question. So, so when you come into a build here, right, you're going to see this my own column. So this is our projected ownership for the player. Now, ever since we did our big ownership update, um, the way this works now is that we have 13 different versions of ownership on NFL classic slates, NBA classic slates, and MLB classic slates. So previously what we used to have, we used, we used to just have one source of ownership here. And within that one source, uh, that one source was called SS own, which is the Saber Sim ownership. That ownership was reflecting the large field 150 max contest ownership on any given night. But now since we have all these different versions, which you can see in the my own column, if you click the gear icon here is that we have flagship, we have high stakes, low stakes, medium stakes, winner take all single entry, 20 max, 150 max. You know, we give you guys all these different versions. So the Saber Sim ownership previously was the large field ownership. So that's what flagship MME stands for. It's just one of the representative ownership buckets here. And then you can just look in the my own column. So maybe you're not playing, you know, the, the large field, right? Maybe you're playing a low stakes single entry. So you can just come in here, adjust it. And then your my own column is going to adjust accordingly here. So we show one set of ownership projections on the home screen, but you could go and change your source via the gear icon to match whatever you are playing. So that's all that's happening there. All right. Question from Teddy G. Teddy said, just a general question open to anyone who may know if custom uploading custom ownership in NFL showdown, do I need to switch both captain and flex projection own to the custom upload figures or does it automatically fill the flex position when switched to captain spot when building field lineups, do I match exposure for just captain or do I need to do flex as well? Okay. So the question is basically how do I use custom ownership in showdown here? And we can talk about that. It's not a problem. So let's go to, um, let's go to Monday. Let's go back to Monday slate. So we'll do Cincinnati, Jacksonville. So when you are uploading custom ownership, okay? So it gets a little tricky and Saberson has like a little trouble with this. So just bear with me here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to download this. And then... In, in here, right? So what you're going to see is that you're going to see two of everybody. You're going to see Trevor Lawrence, and then uh, you're going to see Trevor Lawrence again, right? This player has two different player IDs. Uh, the easiest way to tell is by their salary. So like Lawrence captain is 16-2, and then Lawrence flex is 10-8 here. Uh, it's easier when you have like some other type of document. So let me just see what I could do here really quickly because uh, I don't have a lot of great ways of doing this. So let's go to something. I'm trying to figure out if we could do a demo for this. Uh, this is 12.4 here. Okay, so let's do something like this. 
Sorry, I was trying to do a good demo for you here. So let's say I have Chase, all these players, and then let's say that I got some ownership, right? So this is like a example here that I'm going to do, which I don't know if these are right or, or wrong, but basically what I've done is I've grabbed their names and then I have a bunch of different ownerships here. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab these and then I'm going to copy them. I'm going to go to upload. And then it's going to ask me, hey, do you want to paste this in? Sure. You can do that. And then when I paste it, so you have a couple different options. Okay. So you have ownership and then you have captain ownership. So ownership is supposed to be for flex. So if I click ownership and I don't want a projection, I just want ownership. So what should happen is these values should go into the flex column. So we want to see if Chase goes to 13% here. And it looks like he went to captain. And it did both. Okay, so here it did both. So so what I would suggest, so this looks like it's acting up a little bit. So I'll log a bug on my side because it shouldn't go to both. What should happen is that if you use ownership, it should go to flex. If you use captain ownership, it should go to captain mode. So I'll just make a note here. Uh, bug with TBT flex own. But what I would do here is just do the upload. Leave it in the flex because there's usually just going to be less like viable captains overall. So then I would just probably manually go in here and like adjust the top guys. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys are playing like super low owned guys like this, probably, probably not like playing Luke Farrell in the captain. Maybe you guys are, but um, you know, upload it, let it go to the flex. Cause all these guys would be more viable and then manually go in here and then make the adjustments for the captain probably be probably the best workaround here at the moment until I get that logged and it gets fixed. All right. Question from Peter. Peter said, I'm currently playing five to seven slates per night between basketball, NHL, NFL, trying to figure out the best relationship between min uniques and slate size. For instance, a two to four game slate. Is it best? to use one or two or three min uniques on a slate that has 11 or 14 games. Is it better to use five or six? And would that differ between NBA with eight players per team and NHL and NFL with nine players per team and showdown has six players per team. So of course uniques won't be that high on showdowns, I think. Okay. So really just talking about like min unique strategy here. Uh, what I would suggest is try not to fall in love with a perfect number. And the reason I say that is because, so let's just talk about generally. So mini uniques is based, is going, you're going to be able to get to more mini uniques when you have more players in your player pool. And then you're going to be able to get to less mini uniques when you have less players in your player pool. So building for, for NBA tonight on a two game slate, you know, I might not be able to get to that many mini uniques here just because there's not that many available players overall, right? So if I were to come in here, let's see, can I get six? No. Can I get five? No. Can I get four? Yes, right? So I cap out at four. If I were to go back to, you know, say 
say yesterday, right? And we should have a build here. So that one I did, I had 424 lineups. This one I have 500. But I'm looking at 20 lineups here. You know, can I get to four? Yes. Can I get to five? No, right? But this one caps out at eight. I think the other one capped out at like three lineups. So it just depends. Um, you're going to have to play with it, right? So try and see what the max is and then adjust from there. But but the way that I like to use it is I like to actually look at the exposures that I'm getting and then decide like, hey, are these exposures good? Are these exposures bad? Uh, what do I, how do I feel about my risk in this contest, et cetera here, right? So really the mini uniques is a tool to adjust your exposures to account for, uh, to do some risk management. So I wouldn't like fall in love, like, Oh, I have to use three or like three is the perfect number. Like, don't think about it like that. All right. Next question here from Peter. Question number two. First, I am a returning player from last year, I guess been here about a month. Welcome back. Uh, last year I had three wins in NBA within a three month period for a thousand dollars each. Thanks for the swag box. I used one mini unique and no contest sims and not sorting my risk adjusted ROI. This year I'm trusting the new process. I'm using the contest sim, sorting my risk adjusted ROI, changing mini uniques, and I'm having trouble breaking, just breaking even on a nightly basis. I know every player only cashes five to seven times a month. I'm trying to figure out what steps I'm missing. Any suggestions? I'm throwing enough stuff at the wall and mixing it up, waiting for something to stick. Need the missing piece. Maybe I'm changing the menu at the wrong time, but I think I'm doing it in the right order. Okay, so... I do want to talk about this one point you made here. Um, so thank you for the question. So the first part was that that really stuck out to me. Where is it? I'm having trouble breaking even on a nightly basis. So mm -hmm. I do want to remind you guys, you know, the sites are raking these contests. They are taking a percentage of the prize pool immediately once the contest starts. Typically it's like 10 ish percent for the high stakes. And then, 15% for like the medium and the low stakes. So if you have a hundred dollars in entry fees automatically, as soon as the slate starts, you have $85 now. So I tell people this all the time, like, Hey, if you are breaking, even you are technically winning because you are winning back the 15% that the site took from you. So, so don't think that like, Oh, breaking even is breaking even like breaking even is actually winning. And you're, you're winning, you know, 15%. Now, how do you go from winning 15% to winning 30%, right? Where you actually start to see the profit, right? So, so that's one really important thing to remember here. And, you know, it sounds like your, your process last year was a little different. One thing that I try and really encourage people to do is, you know, don't, don't get rid of aspects of a winning process just because tools change. Try and incorporate tools to complement the winning process that you already have. So if you already have a winning process, you shouldn't just throw it away just because SaberSim comes out with new tools. You should figure out, hey, how can these tools complement my process that I already have, right? And try and figure out a way to mix those things in. So running one mini unique is definitely a much higher variance approach. Uh, you know, one, one thing about that is like, Hey, when you're right, you're going to be very right. And you're going to give yourself a lot of shots on goal. Uh, it is, it can be, it can have a bigger effect on your bankroll if you go on a downswing. And so, you know, that's one reason for spreading out your variance and using more mini uniques there. 
Uh, contest sims are really good. I'm, I'm a big proponent of them. I think that, you know, there's definitely an opportunity to work them into your process, but I just caution people from completely throwing away everything that they've been doing just to start using these new tools. So uh, one, one thing that I really encourage people to do, which, you know, I'm, you kind of said it here, you said like I'm throwing enough stuff at the wall and mixing it up and waiting for something to stick. So what I would really suggest doing, I, I, I like this advice a lot. I actually got this from Andy is to write down your process when you sit down and build for a slate, just write it down. And then afterwards, come back to that paper or document that you wrote, everything you did, and then justify the actions that you took. So go through the document, say, why did I do this? Does it add value? Is it just busy work or is this important? And then take stuff out, leave the, leave the core components in there. One, you're going to slim down the time it actually takes to do your process. And then two, you're going to have a better understanding of why you're doing everything that you're doing. And then if, you start to evaluate your process over weeks using contest flashback, looking at your SIM ROI, you're going to be able to know like, okay, you know, are these steps leading to a theoretical high SIM ROI portfolio of lineups or are they not? And do we need to adjust it? But it's very important to do the same things every single day. So you can objectively analyze the steps that you're taking. I think that's a very, very important point to remember. All right. Good question. Very good question there. It looks like Peter's tuning in live. Hope you enjoyed that. Answer my man. Always open to follow-ups. Uh, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Question from Tim said, when I try to use favorites, it adds all the lineups in my pool and not just the ones I have filtered. Is this normal? I don't remember it always performing this way. Uh, yeah. So, so we're kind of talking about this guy. So, so this is a good example. So I have 20 lineups here, right? Let's say that I come in here and like, you know what? I only want to look at lineups with Miles Turner. So the number goes down to 11, but if I use the favorites, what's going to happen is it's still going to send all 20 lineups because there's 20 lineups in this window. Although you can't see the 20, there's 20. So what you have to do is like, say I want to play all these Miles Turner lineups. I want to just come in here. I want to lock them. So say I want to do five, right? So I would lock the five. I would turn the filter off. It's going to go back to 20. I'm going to lower this number to five. And then it's going to be only the five that I locked rather than the 20 that are over here, right? So if I come in here, I should see 20. Yeah, so I see 20 here. So what I need to do is, uh, I forget if it was build one or it was build two. No, it was build one. So, so what I need to do is, one, I'm going to clear my favorites. So two, you got to turn off the filter. You got to lock those lineups here. And then now I send it to favorites and then now it will just put the five in. So the, the problem is that it looks like there are 11 lineups because you're filtered, but there are really 20 behind it. So there's like a, we, we need to update like the UI to basically tell you like, Hey, there are 20 lineups here, not 11. Uh, so that's something that we're talking about and working on in the background. Car Park said, if I own, say a Russell Wilson stack in the early games and he sucks. Does late stop automatically make the rest of my lineup super contrarian before the late games? Uh, great question. So, so yes, it will. If you're using contest Sims. And the reason for that is because there's not a lot of paths to your lineup being positive ROI where your lineup is chalky rather than contrarian. So what the builder is going to do is it's going to build these iterations of this lineup where Russell Wilson has underperformed. 
It's going to run the contest sim. And then basically the lineups that are more contrarian that have players who are going to be lower owned or maybe lower average salary do well and get across the cash line. Those are going to be the lineups that is going to tell you to play when you start, when you start sorting by ROI, risk adjusted ROI, et cetera here. Right. So basically the builder's best path at that point to positive ROI is through more contrarian plays. And it's going to figure that out through the contest sim and suggest that you play those lineups. All right. Uh, that was our last question here in the YouTube chat. We're all caught up with questions in both the discord and the YouTube chat here. So appreciate you guys tuning in as always. We will be right back here tomorrow, Friday, December 8th for our next show, 2 PM Eastern. It is our last show of the week. We do this show Monday through Friday at 2 PM Eastern. So if you have questions ahead of the weekend here, tomorrow is the day to get those questions asked and answered. So until then, everybody take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.